Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, Today is actually May the 7th, 2020, and it's the National Day of Prayer. That National Day of Prayer by presidential uh, decree is, I think, normally the first Thursday of the month of May every year. And today I thought we'd do something just a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to go back to the book of Daniel, the ninth chapter of Daniel, and simply read the first 19 verses of this. There are three great passages in Scripture. There's several more, I feel sure. But Daniel chapter 9, Ezra chapter 9, and Nehemiah chapter 9 are all places where uh, someone is praying on behalf of a nation. They're good models. They're good examples for us for how to pray on behalf of a nation. As a matter of fact, I've done a series on the podcast about that. I think it starts with episode 511 right around there and goes on for maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12 episodes. So here's Daniel chapter 9 and verse 1. Verses 1 through 3 set the scene. Then verses 4 through 19 are the actual prayer. So uh, give heed to this. Uh, Actually go read it, pray it before you go to bed tonight. Verse 1, in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of Median descent, who was made the king over the kingdom of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, observed in the books the number of the years which was revealed as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet for the completion of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. So I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed and said, so here's where the prayer begins. Alas, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and loving kindness for those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned, committed iniquity, acted wickedly and rebelled, even turning aside from your commandments and ordinances. Moreover, we have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, our fathers, and all the people of the land. Righteousness belongs to you, O Lord, but to us open shame. As it is this day to the men of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and all of Israel, those who are nearby and those who are far away in all the countries to which you have driven them because of their unfaithful deeds which they've committed against you. Open shame belongs to us, O Lord, to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong compassion and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him. Nor have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his teachings, which he set before us through his servants, the prophets. Indeed, all Israel has transgressed your law and turned aside, not obeying your voice. So the curse has been poured out on us, along with the oath which is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God. For we have sinned against him. 
Thus he has confirmed his words, which he has spoken against us and against our rulers who ruled us to bring on us great calamity. For under the whole heaven, there has not been done anything like what was done to Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come on us. Yet we have not sought the favor of the Lord our God by turning from our iniquity and giving attention to your truth. Therefore, the Lord has kept the calamity in store and brought it on us. For the Lord our God is righteous with respect to all his deeds, which he has done. But we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who have brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and have made a name for yourself as it is this day. We have sinned. We have been wicked. O Lord, in accordance with all your righteous acts, let now your anger and your wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. For because of our sins and the iniquity of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become a reproach to all those around us. So now, our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication. And for your sake, O Lord, let your face shine on your desolate sanctuary. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name. For we are not presenting our supplications before you on account of any merits of our own, but on account of your great compassion. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and take action. For your own sake, O my God, do not delay, because your city and your people are called by your name. And that's the end of the prayer. Uh, Lord, that is our prayer. That is our prayer on behalf of the nation, wherever we are around the world, Lord, where we live. This is our prayer. Saints, let me encourage you to go back and read this and give close heed to what's being said and how it's being said. You notice that Daniel included himself among the people as those who had sinned. Okay, uh, He kept referencing back to the, the fact that the Lord had told them what would happen if they weren't obedient to him, and yet they were disobedient and they sinned. And so calamity came, and the Lord kept the calamity in store for them. The Lord held it back in case they repented. They didn't repent. Now the calamity has come forth. So he was crying out that God would listen to the prayer, that he would see, that he would move. And he did it in, on account of your great compassion. Do you notice that? On account, let your face shine upon this. And he said, do it for your own benefit, Lord. You know, for your own uh, glory, bring this forth and answer these prayers. Now, what's really wild is uh, Gabriel answers. He's been sent by God to come bring forth an answer. And in the last four verses of this chapter, the response that they, uh, Gabriel gives him in this prayer right here is something beyond anything Daniel, I think, could have imagined. 
Gabriel gives him in four verses a wide overview of the balance of history, of what was going to happen until it's all said and done. We are with the Lord for all eternity. In four verses, he lays it out and sets an outline. And then the balance of the book builds upon that. And then a lot of the scripture builds upon that. So who knows what the Lord might say? Who knows what the Lord might do if we as his people come and we pray in like fashion? I encourage you to do so. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.